Hi, my name is Jenny. And my name's Yuri. Welcome back. This is Conscious Cuppa, the Adam and Eve branch of the podcast. Thank you for turning up and tuning in. So we're back again to delve into, ponder and wander through the Bible, its characters and stories to reveal their hidden meanings. We'll share how they've helped us discover the true nature of our very own human imagination as it creates and shapes life, the universe and everything in between. Our claimer rather than a disclaimer is that we firmly believe the Bible is not history. (gasps) Shock horror, but (laughs) it is an allegory, a story told as if it's true. When it describes people like Moses, Moses, Aaron, Mariam, Joshua, Caleb. New new names this week. (laughs) It's not describing people from a history, as you and I are, but these are states of mind, states of consciousness. The purpose of the Bible is to stir you awake to your own creative power. We believe God is our awareness or consciousness and that we are all God, dreaming this strange dream into physical reality. We hope these discussions give you a confidence that helps you to discover what you can do today and every day to cushion the blows that inevitably come our way. We really love hearing from you. And really, the questions we've had are fantastic, so keep them coming. And we've got a little question for you. If you were at a dinner party, a picnic, even a rave, with one of the characters from the Bible, what question would you ask them? So as you're dancing on the dance floor, what would you say to them? Yeah, we haven't had a question for the devil. If you've got a question for the devil, any of the characters really, send them in to ConsciousCuppa at gmail.com. That's C-O-N-S-C-I-O-U-S-C-U-P-P-A. Or you can send us a message and your beautiful mugshots on Twitter at ConsciousCuppa. You can even leave a message directly on the Anchor.fm webpage. And Brew Crew, stay tuned for your very own African Easter egg right at the end of the show. But for now, we invite you to grab a brew, take a pew, and sip in and, and wake, wake up. What are we sipping and what are we munching on? Oh, we went to East London and we went to the most momentous bagel shop just amazing I've, I've, I've been going there since my 20s definitely it's, it's the only bagel shop really to head to we i used to go to the ridley road market bagel shop as well that's also in east london but they changed hands and then they started putting their bagels in single plastic wrappers what? it just was not the same but it's got to come off a tray. It's got to come off a steamy tray. Mm. And yeah, we had the uh, the uh, salt beef. Oh. And then we bought loads of plain bagels. And we've just polished one each off. One off each. <laughs> <laughs> I had peanut butter on my bagel. In mine, I had cheese. Melted yeah. cheese. Oh. Mm, yummy. And we've got our coffees. We've got yeah. our Asda coffee. Very nice too. Very nice too. Oaty milk. But the, the, the bagels have, have really taken the prize today. Definitely, 100%. We hope that you've got something wonderful brewed in your cup, in your glass, in your flask, and that you're ready for more goodies. Cheers. Cheers. So here's what we do. Rather than a TED Talks, 
we thought this season we'd do a bed talks. Jenny and I are currently sitting up in bed, keeping the flavour of the show all relaxed and easy going. Each episode we pick a question from the public as we take a magic minute trip in the lift of life and talk through the story as we learnt it as a kid. Then we send it through the de gook machine and we'll see what we've learnt since we got muddled up way back when. Then we'll put 10 minutes on the clock and share what new insights we've had since then. Finally, we'll join these new perspectives up and see what it all means in terms of law of attraction. Law of attraction, what is that? It's how we shape our life. Whatever I'm thinking about all day is being attracted to me and I will meet it in my world. It's time for Magic Minute. And this week's question from the public comes from Hannah. Hannah would like to ask Moses, how did you part the Red Sea? Yeah, Moses. How did you do that? It reminds me of that TV programme Des Lynham used to do. How did they do that? (laughs) Let's call the lift of life and see what we can say about everything we were taught as a kid about Moses parting the Red Sea. And let's roll the dice to see who goes up in the lift first and who comes down first. I got two. And I got one. I haven't got a joke, but I have a little rhyme. Moses supposes his toes are roses, but Moses supposes erroneously. That is from which film? Do you know? I bet you know, listener. Moses supposes his toes are roses, but Moses supposes erroneously. Oh, I'm, I'm getting an idea. Singing in the rain. You're not meant to tell them. You're Gene meant to Kelly, let them. Yeah. Gene Kelly singing in the rain. Lovely. Here's the lift. And we need one minute on the clock. So, Jenny, tell us what you knew about Moses and the Red Sea. Okay, so Moses as a character, I always associate with Charlton Heston. And that old film, there was a film, there were films made about the Bible quite a lot back in the 50s when Technicolor came in and took over from the black and white films. And Charlton Heston plays Moses and I just remember him with the tablets coming, the tablets of the Ten Commandments coming, you know, down from the mountain and it's all very, very powerfully coloured, very saturated. I mean, they've been in Photoshop and saturated the heck out of that. I don't those, think they had Photoshop back then. <laughs> whatever the equivalent they had, deluxe colour, mm. technicolour, that's all I remember about Moses. He wasn't so, in his triumph then. He wasn't in his triumph. They didn't have they didn't have that that kind of advanced uh, understanding. But Ten Commandments, the plagues on Pharaoh and Egypt, parting the Red Sea and then get into the promised land and everybody complaining. <laughs> That's what I remember. <laughs> so uh, let's come back down with me. What I remember very much was from the films and <laughs> this this amazing, you know, these amazing, you know, old-fashioned ways of making these films mm. and these special effects mm. and, and these chariots going through the Red Sea. Oh, yeah. And there's kind of sand and these two pillars of, of water. I just thought... That's really weird. I don't know what they're up to. I didn't really, I really loved watching TV and I watched all those films time and time again because they were just on replay. We only had three channels, didn't we? And, ever... and what do you know, remember about Moses, the character? 
I, I don't think I really... Do you know anything that he'd done besides the Ten Commandments? Because everybody relates the Ten Commandments to him. Honestly, I swear, I don't think I really knew who this bloke Moses was. I, I thought he was one of, of Jesus' mates. Ah, so one of the disciples. Yeah, I okay. thought he was just... He was either a disciple or, or just one of his mates. So he was somehow related to Jesus yeah. in your young mind. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, let's get 10 minutes on the clock and we're going to update this fairy tale. Okay, so the first thing we want to do is get away from this Hollywood idea of what Moses is. Get away from Charlton Heston and his chariots and Technicolor and their their oversaturation of colour on the screen. And let's get back to what this character of Moses represents within each and every one of us. Because Moses, just like Jesus, lives in each and every one of us might be asleep for a time, but at some point, Moses is going to wake up. Why is Moses going to wake up? Because his name means to be born. He's going to bring something to birth in each and every one of us. He, it's destiny that at some point, Moses is going to cross that Red Sea within each and every one of us. Yeah, so this character of mind is going to awaken in you. He's going to be born. He's going to come up to consciousness. You're going to become aware of it. He's going to raise himself. It, mm. it does say in the Bible, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. So there's there's a point in each of us where we think we're quite lowly and we have to raise that, that consciousness to a higher level. But let's take the scenario from the Bible so that we can kind of understand what it's trying to tell us about ourselves. Moses was found in the water. So we've got some psychological truth there already when he's a baby. And he grows up in Egypt, in the house of the Pharaoh. Now, Egypt represents the material world, matter, mater, the mother world, nature. And Pharaoh is, is the name that means great house. So this is everything that is within a certain, certain walls, in fact, like a limitation. So nature has its limitations, but also each and every one of us has the limitations we're given through social conditioning. I, as a black woman, as a black gay woman, have straight away three limitations. What about yourself? Yeah, I think there's, you know, there's the limitations both of social concepts, like you're saying of gender, race, mm -hmm. disability or ability, whatever these are. But they're also the limitations of your personal house. Your, that you were kind of inherited, you were brought up in with your mother and father. A lot of my friends, they were going to go into a specific career, they were going to have to do a specific type of work, and that was a really core expectation of the family. They were going to have a relationship with a certain kind of person, they were going to have children at this age, you know, all these limitations. So Pharaoh is in each of us as well, and Pharaoh is this... This kind of like the houses, like in sports, you get when you're at school, you get the yellow house, the red house, the blue house, the green house. It's this idea that you belong to this group. Yeah. And you, as as belonging to this group, have certain limitations. You're allowed to do this and you're not allowed to do yeah, that. Yeah, there are a whole set of rules. You're allowed there? to go here, but you're not allowed to go there. Mm. You're allowed to have these friends. You're not allowed to have these friends. And we all have those, that conditioning. But the thing with Pharaoh and any of these houses and the facts that go with them, they always change. The pharaohs change, the kings change, the Caesars change. 
But there's something beyond Egypt that never changes. And this is what the Moses in each of us is trying to discover. Okay, there's all these limitations. There's all these facts. There's all these rules that say I can't. I want to know what's behind this. You're saying to me, I can't, but I have this urge that I can. Yeah. So if I can't using the rules of society or even natural rules, nature's rules, if I've got this urge, then there must be something urging me. What is this thing that is urging me to go against everything that I've been taught is right and true and good? And that is where Moses is going to go through the exodus. He's going to leave Pharaoh and Egypt, leave everything behind. Yeah, he's really compelled, isn't he, to move. So, you know, when you're brought to your knees, things are so terrible. Mm. You know that, that they don't, you you so don't want them to be like that anymore. Yes. And you're really in that that state of receiving and and wishing and desire and oh please, you know, almost begging. Well think about the plagues that Moses brings on Pharaoh. Mm. In other words, this suffering that each and one yeah. of us is going to go through before we're willing to give up this idea that I can't. We're willing, we're going to have to give up this idea that based on who society says I am, what I've been told by my parents, my peers, I'm going to have to give up all of these. And it's going to be painful, Mm. but it's going to be, there will be a final moment of, I just give it all up. I'm going to leave all of this behind and discover the truth about Mm. what is actually creating things in my world. This is, this is what the Moses in each of us is destined to do because he's destined to come out. He's destined to be born into a new way of thinking, a new uh, a paradigm shift, a Passover. Yeah. He's going to go past that Red Sea. So now what is this Red Sea? So this Red Sea is this psychological truth. But in this case, because it's a Red Sea, it's talking about a whole body of facts. Yeah. So it's really hard to get past this idea of this, all these facts telling you you can't. So these, these are the impossible. old houses. Yes. These, this is the state of Caesar. Yeah. So how is he going to get past all of that? He's got this destiny. He has to discover this new idea of himself. So he's going to be able to part this. Pharaoh can't do it because Pharaoh is stuck in materialism. Yeah. There's no way he can get past the Red Sea. He can't even go into anything psychological. Everything about him is a solid fact. Even though it's going to change, it's all about solid facts. But Moses, because he's of the water, of the psychological truth, he's in a sense already halfway across the water because he can go into his mind, into his awareness, into his imagination. He's got this wish and desire, hasn't he? This wish and desire stands for the personification of that which he wants to be this day so that's the same for all of us we have this desire so Moses is a this part of us that has this has been gifted this desire a he's got this seed in him that is has to grow yeah it has to come out and he has to cross the Red Sea so how is he going to do that first of all he's turning away from materialism this idea that everything in the material world is a fact and is immovable and the, the, that's the operant power. So, yes. And so he's turning towards spirit. Yeah. 
So the, the the very act of turning away from the limitation and is is turning towards spirit is turning to something that is unchanging, and he's going to discover that his I am is what is creating reality. He's turning away from the materialism towards the spirit is cementing in him a, a faith in a truth greater than he knows. Yeah. So this is going from the outer world to the inner to the world. inner world. Yeah. And very much like Noah, who requires some evidence of dry land to know that his desires have been fulfilled, Moses is going to walk on dry land through to this inner world. The dry land representing surety, understanding. That thing is is under you now. You're walking with certainty away from this old idea, this old understanding about well, matter, but limitation and going into something that is boundless. Yeah, completely dying mm. to this old belief. So Yeah, because he doesn't actually get into the promised land. That's for Joshua uh, to, to fulfil. But he is the part of us that is able to go through the Red Sea. He's moving, yeah. He's able to do the exodus. He is able to leave everything behind and trust that, that when he gets to the other side, or even you could say he's already at the other side, yeah. in a sense, because he's been he's been called out. He's been called out of Egypt by this this truth, this truth that I am, that I am. Yeah. And so now we're going to put five minutes on the clock so we can update this in terms of law of attraction, so we can bring it all together. Yeah, and see okay. how this works on a... How we apply not it. Not just a daily basis, but... If you've got a particular problem, because Moses is often at his wit's end. Yeah. The Moses in us is at is just like has had enough. Yeah, he's been brought to his knees. Absolutely brought to his knees. So let's look at that situation. Okay. So the situation is I'm trying to get away from some very limiting part of my life, mm. experience of my life. Mm. And I want to get into a so-called promised land. In other words, I've got this desire. And I want to get to this desire. Yeah. I want it to not be over there. I want to be living life from that new perspective. But in Moses's case, and when we have this as a Moses character, this is a big thing. Yeah. Actually, this is we've talked about the kind of daily struggles, but this is actually this is a big one. Mm. And you want to get almost like to a, a, a completely different way of being. So this is the antithesis of what was. This is 180 degrees, <laughs> yeah. So what he's trying to get to is a state called Israel. The state called Israel, don't think of Tel Aviv. The state of Israel is a state of mind where you rule as God, where you create just like yeah. a God creates, which is to create using your imagination. Yes. So when he gets to the other side of that Red Sea, in other words, away from the idea of limitation, I can't, I can't, I can't, you mustn't, you shouldn't. He's going to be in a state where he's already what he wanted to be. So this is where I would be this day, the person I said I wanted to be. And I have the thing that I said I wanted. Exactly. So in terms of what the Bible would say, now he is, he would call himself, I am that I am. Yeah. So I am what I wanted to be. I am. I am it. I've got it. I have it. I am it. 
Yeah, and this is recognizing his true identity. It's a true identity. That's right. When we when we say, so I am employed. Yes. I recognize, I am employed. I'm living from that new state. Yeah. I'm no longer living in Egypt. That is telling me you can only get this job if you've got this qualification. Oh, that's that's too many too much salary of a salary for you for your age group for your gender for your yeah where wherever you live. That has nothing to do with it once you're in that state of Israel. That Israelite state is the one who creates knowing that only your I amness, I am it, is ruling. So this is where anything that isn't in line with your desire is dead, it's buried. Mm. And you don't know where it's buried. In other words, it is totally and completely forgotten. So to put it that in perspective... We are told that nobody knows where Moses is buried. Yeah. So it's Joshua who goes into the promised land, not Moses. Yeah. Because, like you say, Moses is dead and gone. So in other words, the person who's unemployed is dead and gone once you've got the job. Yeah. The person who is married, the single version of that person is dead and gone. And you don't know where they're gone because you're married now. Then you've got the Ten Commandments. Now, the Ten Commandments, you know, we can all say at least three of them. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not covet. Thy neighbour's wife. <laughs> that always made me laugh. That always makes me laugh too. You mustn't put a duvet, a covet, on your, <laughs> your neighbour's wife. So rather than thinking of them as things you must not do, if you're ruling, as you, if you're creating in, as your God self, without this idea of I can't, then you don't have to kill. Then you don't have to steal. You don't have to be envious of what other people have because you have the creative power within you to bring these things to fruition. You have the power within you, your I am, and everybody's got an I am. doesn't matter if you can speak it or not. Your awareness of being is what is creating things. So this is what your Moses self is, is here to discover for you, with you. And then once you have that, your Moses can leave and your Joshua, which is exactly the same as Jesus. Yeah. Therefore, it's a parallel. Your Joshua goes into the promised land. So this new idea of yourself is what arrives in your world. And this new idea is you as an operant power. This is the first and foremost idea Mm. that you are the operant power. I am the operant power. And then you have the second part employed i am a wife i'm a husband i am happy happy i am fulfilled yeah i'm satisfied yes i'm relieved i'm relieved i'm grateful yeah so what i think one of the ways to sum this up with this red sea on one side of the red sea when you're in egypt you want the thing you're divided from it they've got it they're stopping me yeah they yes and the over there is this land of what we would call in the Bible Israel. Yeah. When you're in Israel, you have it. You're an Israelite. I am it. Yeah. There's only one God. This is what Moses is discovering. And the God is I am singular. Not we are, not he is, not she is, not they. Yeah. I am. That's it. Yeah. And I think um, the way you apply this mm-hmm. is by consistently at least especially when you're practicing, which I still definitely am, 
remind yourself to speak from the I am, the present tense, in it. As being it. Make, you it's are the it. awareness yeah. of being it. Yeah. It's the awareness of being it. And how that would feel. The feeling of being mm. it. The feeling of having it. It's a first person, present tense, yeah. singular experience. And Jenny, you had a really good little phrase that I've been using mm. that is just, wow, oh, thank you. Wow. Yeah, so wow. I've been doing that a lot in the mornings when I'm in that sleepy state and a lot in the evenings when I lie on the bed and I'm in that sleepy state. Mm. I just go to bed with repeating and really feeling because everybody knows what a wow's like that beautiful yeah, wow. surprise and not the wow like really no <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no no it's wow really oh wow yeah a surprise or yeah. a twist yeah which I like. it's just like wow thank you yeah. so much wow. and it does Whenever I do it, it's really interesting. My eyes well up and my nose gets all tingly. Uh-huh. So it's a real fullness <laughs> of feeling. So I really like that, Jenny. So thanks for sharing that with me. And that's why I wanted to share it with, with our listeners, our brew crew, because I thought it was really a very simple way to be living in that state of Israel. This is great. What we should do next week for next week's show is an episode full of some tips and tricks for people to exercise. I mean, we get a lot of what we get from Neville Goddard. Yeah. We can also share some of our own personal techniques, what has been given to us to give to other people. Yeah, definitely. To share our experiences. So look out for that for next week. But for now, this has been a slurping good time. A swell cuppa. And a tasty brew to wake up to. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Hey Brew Crew, thanks for waiting to the very end of the show for your very own African Easter Egg 
You is it your turn to it's pick? It's definitely. I couldn't you hear the anticipation in me? I'm yeah. like, yes, it's my turn to pick yet another beautiful lollipop stick. So this one's got a beautiful red stripe on it. This is from Tasmania. A boat cannot go forward if each one rows his own way. A boat cannot go forward if each one rows his own way. Mm. I like that a lot. That's good. Thank you. Thank you. And goodbye. Bye.